You are listening to the Eastern Conference Wednesday edition of the Locked On NHL podcast. I'm Ross Levitan from Locked On Senators alongside Mike DiStefano from Locked On Leafs as we continue our Battle of Ontario editions. And now we're three weeks into the season. Trends are emerging. Who's for real and who are frauds? We'll get into all that. Plus some talk around the Eastern Conference about players returning from long-term injuries. This is the Locked On NHL podcast. Your team, every day. Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen on this Wednesday, November 9th. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. The best way to help the show grow is to subscribe to the Locked On NHL channel. While you're there, make sure you're subscribed to all of our great local shows like Locked On Maple Leafs, where the Leafs all of a sudden have turned the script on their season. They had a great week. They went 3-0-1. Meanwhile, my Senators have now lost six straight games. But Mikey, they're not in the news because of how they're playing. They're in the news because they've got a Hollywood celebrity showing up at their games. Dude, I like last night I was I was down at the Leaf game, but I was just perusing Twitter in between intermissions and I saw the the video pop up at the reception that uh, <laughs> that Ryan Reynolds got. Like I don't even know who like did they legitimately were like, "Oh, here today's special guest Ryan Reynolds." And he stands up, gets a standing O from the fans. But also the players, dude, were standing up and doing stick taps on the the players. And then a by the team chant starts raining down. It was insane. Insane. Yeah, it was, it was, was crazy. Down. And I mean, he had already fanned the flames on the fire the night before on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And they get hundreds of thousands of viewers. And it's they chant. Like <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're probably you're probably right on there. And they posted on their Twitter, the Tonight Show, of course, with Jimmy Fallon, late night TV in the states. All the clips, like they're they're kind of like like Pat McAfee show too. They post every single clip they do, and it was like ten thousand views, twenty thousand views. The clip they posted of Ryan Reynolds explicitly saying, "I want to buy the Ottawa Senators. I just need people with very deep pockets." He called no, them no, 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 sugar no. mamas. Sure, he needs a sugar mama. Or a sugar daddy to do it, which is hilarious because I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but then Gary Bettman was forced to use the term sugar mama and sugar daddy when asked if the Ryan uh, Reynolds situation was real, which is just amazing. I've now heard, obviously, Reynolds says it, then Bettman. Yesterday on my show, on Leafs Lunch, we got Darren Dreger to say Sugar Mama and Sugar Daddy. And then today I got Gord Miller to say Sugar Mama and Sugar Daddy. It's unprecedented times in the hockey world where we're talking about Sugar Mamas and Sugar Daddies. It's all thanks to Ryan Reynolds. And I think that just goes to show how amazing it would be for the league if they actually do get Ryan Reynolds to be part of this team. Obviously, he's not going to be the majority owner or a sole owner. He needs somebody to back it. But I think for him to be a minority owner, like a 10, 15% stake in ownership with this club, would give this team and would give this league some cachet. And I think it'll be outstanding. Like on a legitimate level, it'd be good for business. And we're seeing that with his other venture, Wexham. Uh, yeah. It's a, a Wales soccer team. They've got like a whole Netflix type show about them and they're really gaining popularity. And what I love is 
Van City Reynolds is his name on Instagram and Twitter. Like, I always think of him as a Vancouver guy. He mentioned on The Tonight Show, he spent a bit of his childhood in Ottawa. Shout out Vanier, a little neighborhood in town. And he was legitimately cheering for the Ottawa Senators last night, clapping for their goals. Like, to me, that was a big thing. Hey, you could have gone in there and been like, hey, I'm, I'm neutral, no sides. He's sitting next to Chris Phillips, of all people, in the box, which was hilarious to see as well. But, like, he was actively cheering for the team. Well, you got to. I mean, you're making a bid to buy the team. You're in CTC. You're in, I'm pretty sure. So that would have been, what, the alumni suite probably yeah. that he was in or an owner's box of some kind that he was there taking he was in again. His, he was with his bankers, by the way. And we have Bruce Garriott coming up tomorrow on Locked On Senators. And he says that where there's smoke, there's fire. But what Garriott told us as well in the full interview, 40 minutes with him, polarizing figure in the hockey world. We got a really good chat coming up with him. He said that if he's Ryan Reynolds, don't pick any sides right now because there's a lot of interested buyers. There's different parties. Like whoever buys the team and these are the guys with the deep pockets. They'll want him in. Exactly. So don't play your hand too soon if you're Ryan Reynolds. Don't say, yeah, I'm with Desmere Group or I'm with another one. Like just wherever the chips fall, associate yourself with it because it can only help having that well-known of a celebrity as the guy like we're already seeing mock-ups on the score of like the Deadpool face inside a Senators logo it would be unreal for the league that would be sick could you imagine if they actually did this like went full Hollywood like almost like a bachelor type of show where he picks almost like a Shark Tank meets Bachelor he picks the group he wants to partner with to become the the new owners of the Ottawa Senators it would be awesome it also would be so so funny to see happen, but uh, well, yeah, hey, I think it's good for the man. I think it's good. Brady Kachuk's been trying to be Will Ferrell for years at Halloween. Imagine a mockumentary, get Will Ferrell in the mix there, playing Brady Kachuk, but hey, in all seriousness, this this would be huge for the league if, if having Ryan Reynolds in it. It's already generating a lot of talk. Like I said, I was starting to say each of these videos from that clip had like 10, 20,000. The clip they posted of Ryan Reynolds saying he wanted to buy a cent, 900 thousand views yeah. on, on their social like it has really taken over ever since people magazine i think right after we recorded last week they were the first to express that he has interest and then furthermore he replies to a fan casey a random sense fan on twitter saying with the eyeballs over there and then uh, our boy at Laleem's martian on twitter posted uh ryan reynolds taking a selfie and he goes you only post selfies when you're having a good time and Ryan Reynolds replied saying, amen. So he had a good time at the game. He's got his bankers there. And hey, who knows? I mean, the team's officially for sale. They are hoping that they can get a price like the Pittsburgh Penguins did, $900 million. That's a lot to ask for. The team was just valued at like 620 But the X factor in all this is what is LeBreton Flats, the most prime undeveloped real estate in all of Canada, right at the foot of Parliament Hill. What value does that carry if the new arena will be there? Well, and that's more so an answer that I'm sure you would have more more so than I, and maybe that's something that uh, you uncovered chatting with Bruce Garriock when you could get into that, uh, I guess, on, on Locked On Sense. But I would be curious to see if, if it does this does happen. I mean, whatever they whatever team's going to buy a franchise, like it's, it's going to be more for whatever a team paid for Seattle. Like, it, it just has to be more than what that fee was, right? Like, you're already getting an established – team in the national hockey league it's going to be expensive it's going to be far more for whatever um what was it sportico put out their 
uh, rankings for for what teams were worth, I suppose, like last week or a couple weeks ago. It's going to be way more than what that was. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, 100%. But we'll see. We'll see where this goes. I'm intrigued. It's a very exciting kind of prospect here for the Ottawa Senators who haven't been big fans of their ownership in the last couple of seasons or last like couple decades. Um, I think that it would be a real nice change of scenery to have a beloved person like Ryan Reynolds be an owner and be a part of this team. Quickly, before we move off the subject, who, what is your favorite Ryan Reynolds movie? Ooh. Um, Pilsy and I were unanimous in ours. I mean, it, it really depends. Like, the movie Just Friends. That's good. That was that was my I, number two. Like, I watched Just Friends. I've watched that so many times. It's like a must. You great know, holiday movie, movie, eh? Yeah, like it is. It's one of those great movies. I mean, Deadpool was outstanding, obviously. Like, the, the first Deadpool, I, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. Um, oh, what was number one for you? Swingers waiting. is a really good one. Waiting. Oh, waiting. I meant waiting. I meant waiting. Oh, I said swingers. Waiting. No. Waiting is a. I, I haven't seen it fully. I'll be honest. Haven't Watch seen it. it fully. Watch it. But I've heard that it's outstanding. It's the one with him and um, Justin. Well, Dean Cook's the chef. Yeah, Justin Long's in it too. Yeah, and, and like there's the one clip where like the girl asks for a steak well done or something like that, and they go into the kitchen and do all the the funny yeah. business with the yeah. So that clip I, I've seen a billion times, but I haven't watched it. But I've heard great things about it. I might I might try to check that out pretty soon. Actually, yeah, do it. I'm gonna, we're gonna do a full movie report on next week's Locked On NHL, the Wednesday edition. But no, great news in terms of getting anytime you can get Hollywood involved in the NHL, it can only boost the public perception. And yeah, that. That was a little much, I think, a little extra with the standing ovation for 45 seconds. The the, the players with the stick taps was too much for me. That part, I was like, like, that seems so, like, sad. Like, what's the word I'm looking for here? It it looked like desperate. It's like, please, buy us, please. And they're they're doing everything they can, including the players on the ice sitting there clapping swinging their sticks it's like but it who's really courting who? who's courting who? ryan reynolds just flew across the country yeah. to do a presser <laughs> on the on the tonight show and then he shows up at the rink the next night yeah that's really funny that honestly is really really funny um i hope it happens man i really do hope it happens yeah he's got an open invitation on locked on senator so we'll hold him to that whenever he has the time i told him the at vanier reynolds still available if he wants to switch over from Van City Reynolds. Maybe, maybe Van City. I mean, we've always assumed that it meant Vancouver, but maybe Van City is short for Vanier City, potentially. Maybe <laughs> you can try good. to swing it. Too good. Lots more going on in the National Hockey League and the Eastern Conference, but I would just like to let everyone in Sen's Army know that Nikita Zaitsev is on waivers. However, so is Magnus Helberg, a goaltender who's won three NHL games. He started... Oh, wow. But Magnus Helberg, dude, he's started three NHL games. He's won three NHL games, and they've all been for different teams. Can he make it four? It's already an NHL record having three and three. He does have the potential to make it four. We wonder if he'll get picked up as well. But as he waits his turn, of course, he's crushing Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the best way to start your day. I've noticed a huge difference, not only for myself, but you can see it. Like Pillsy drinks this stuff every single morning. One delicious scoop of AG1 
and he absorbs 75 high-quality vitamins. You can literally tell he looks healthier, and you can too. It's got whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens starting your day right. So here's the health facts. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, all good, less than one gram of sugar. So no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything. It still tastes good and You'll like this. It costs less than $3 a day. That's less than your coffee. Just invest in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than all the different supplements. It's one in all nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Make it easy for you as well. Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year of supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash locked on. Let me rephrase athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. You're listening to locked on NHL, the Wednesday edition with Mike DeStefano from locked on Leafs. I'm Ross Levitan from locked on senators and too much sense talk, but I just want to give a little stick tap. Chris Neal will have his number 25 retired. But that is paling in comparison to the story of the top team in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Bruins, who we thought were going to be without their top players until December, February. When was it going to be? Well, Marshan's already back, and now Charlie McAvoy is expected to return tomorrow when the Bruins take on the Calgary Flames. So, where are you at right now with the Boston Bruins? Just kind of the rich get richer, hey? They're a legit hockey team, a legitimate hockey team. Um, the fact that they were able to weather that storm of missing those guys and uh, come away with it, what are they? They're like 11 and 2 still right now, 11 and 2 um, to start the year, 7 0 at home as well. Unbelievable home record. I think that they're just a, a gutsy team, and it's, it's a team that has so much character and they've got uh, such a great culture that it's next man up mentality. They're getting unbelievable goaltending from, from Linus Allmark. He's been outstanding for them um, so far this season. And it's just everybody pulling their weight, right? I think I saw uh, going into the, I, I guess I should probably look this up, but even going into the weekend before the Toronto games, they had nine guys with three goals or more on the season for the first 10 games. So, I mean, that's just depth, right? You're getting that depth scoring and everybody's kind of chipping in here and there. Uh, you're getting the the goaltending, and that's exactly what you need when you have a couple of big boys like Marshawn, like McAvoy. Grizzly was out for a while, too, to start the year. Those guys out of your lineup, and I, I think they're legit, man. They're for real. This is going to be um, – they'll be one of the top teams this season for sure in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, 100%, and it's it's great to see a, a team that people had written off. Oh, they're too old. Oh, Krejci's washed up, too, but – Man, they are getting contribution contributions from absolutely everyone. Just like the New Jersey Devils, a team like Trey Matthews from Locked On Devils was saying that he doesn't want to believe yet. Like he thinks it's still too early in the season. Things could fall apart, but that's another team that they just look like they're built in the right direction. They still have a lot of talent coming in a pair of defensemen that haven't even played yet in Luke Hughes and Simon Nemich, two top four picks in the NHL draft the last couple of years. But like, their, their young core is now like they're here. They're ready to compete. I thought you were going to try and say my man Shakir's last name. And no. I was getting so happy 
that you were going to make that attempt? Was it Makamadulin? Is it Makamadulin? Mukmadulin. Mukmadulin. That's it. Mukmadulin. Um, this is a good team. Like I, I don't know why. Like I was high on them at the beginning of the year. I called them a playoff team at the beginning of the season. I thought they were going to take that step. I didn't think they were going to be, you know, a top team in the NHL. I'll give them that. They've exceeded my expectations. But I like what they were able to build in New Jersey. Like they've got a good foundation as long as they can stay healthy. Like I saw a stat the other day that uh, who are the three the three players? It was Jack Hughes. I want to say it was Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and maybe Sharon Govich was the other player that they no Jesper Pratt. So it was those three players. They've all been on the roster for the last like four or five years. But that's just the twelfth game in the last four or five years that they've played together. That's how injury riddled their team has been, whether it was Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, there was always an injury going on there last year, Dougie Hamilton. Um, Goaltending is still very much uh, a, a, a work in progress there, but outside of that, man, they've been a terrific team and it helps you know, your goaltending when you're playing solid defense. And right now you look at expected goals against second in the NHL behind only the Carolina hurricanes, but they are the second expected goals for team as well and lead the entire nhl in expected goals percentage so they have been like the underlying numbers suggest that the new jersey devils have been playing the best hockey in the entire league which is insane to think about when you think about what the devils have been for years now yeah i mean they've won seven in a row they've won 10 of their last 11 and tomorrow night they'll play a team that hasn't won in six straight games so uh they've got an opportunity to continue that coming up after a quick break we're going to go through the eastern conference teams and i want mikey to tell me whether they're for real or are they for odds and also the most recent first overall pick in the national hockey league draft uri slavkovsky we were waiting on a decision of whether or not he would be sent down or whether he would be um, whether they would burn that first year of his entry level contract. Well, we don't have the answer. We do have the answer for that, but we also have breaking news that we'll get to right after a quick word from one of our favorite sponsors. Stay locked on NHL. You're listening to the Wednesday Eastern Conference Edition. <laughs> You are listening to the Locked On NHL podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen wherever you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to not only Locked On NHL, but all the great shows that our hosts have five days a week, like Locked On Maple Leafs, Locked On Senators, and Locked On Canadiens, where they're not going to be talking about Uri Slavkowski's contract anymore. He's played his 10th game. He's burned a year. But he's also been suspended for two games. Mikey, did you see the hit there against Detroit yesterday? Yeah, and I'm literally watching it right now um, just to remind myself exactly, you know, how things unfolded there. Yuri Slavkovsky with a hit from behind on uh, Red Wings player Matt Luff. And he went hard face first into the boards. It's a really tough play. Like when you see the numbers like that, like Slavkovsky, he's got to hold up. He's got to pull up there. Um, Two games, two games I think is probably an appropriate amount. For a play like that because that's that's just not what you want to see in the nhl and the only way to rid those things out of the league is to penalize them and punish them for for doing those i know he didn't mean to, to, to hurt him he was just trying to make a hockey play but unfortunately there's still consequences to you know actions whether you meant to do it or not so 
know, the two games, I think it's, uh, it, it, it makes sense. I think I'm on board. I think the Department of Player Safety got that one right. Any more, I think, would have been a little egregious. So I, I, I'm, I'm on board with, uh, with the department in this one. Yeah, it's a strange play because he's trying to cross the red line and just kind of chip it in, but he's on the wrong side of it, so he doesn't want it to go all the way for icing. It ends up getting batted down by the defender, but the bouncing puck, he's so uh, focused with his face. It's such a dangerous part of the boards, and I know it's not Joe Lewis Arena, so it's not the exact same spot on the same ice, but it's got a little bit of Chris Draper and Claude Lemieux in it. Like, it's not as focused, but it's that same distance from the boards, same area in neutral ice, and he's got to understand he's six foot four and the other guy's not only in a vulnerable position, but he's bending over and like, he just, he ha- it's something he's going to learn. I'm sure. But like, I think two games is pretty fair for, for the crime there. How big is Matt Luff? Just in comparison here. I mean, he's not a small guy, actually six two, 195 pounds. So he's not an overly small guy, but he's also still 30 pounds less than your Um, uh, But yeah, like, it's not too often, actually, that I'm in full agreement on uh, on uh, the perfect number that the department got. So I guess I I, I am on this. I'm, I'm definitely in concert with them on this one. All right. Well, the Montreal Canadiens, after a decent start, they're 5-4-1 and one now in their last 10. So hitting right around 500-6-6 and 1 on the young season. You know who else has come back to earth? The Buffalo Sabres. They've lost three in yeah. a row, 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Like, Are they a fraud to you or are they just going through a rough patch? Um, I wouldn't call them frauds. I think they are who we thought they were. I I think like a team that's probably going to be on the outside looking in, like they'll, they'll be competitive. They'll win some games. Um, but I don't think I necessarily thought they were going to be a team ready to take that next step. That being said, like the, they've played a couple of tough opponents had to play Carolina and, and Tampa, um, back to back nights over the weekend. Then they did lose to Arizona, which, you know, all great teams lose to Arizona from time to time. Toronto included, obviously, in that conversation. Um, but, you know, I, I think that they're still a quality team. I like the way that they're built. Like, Tage Thompson is an absolute beast. I like Alex Tuck. Their goaltending has always been kind of suspect. Eric Comrie had a great start to the season. But who is Eric Comrie, right? Like, he's a guy who has, I think, less than 50 games played in the NHL, and he's being relied on to be that team's number one, or 1A, 1B, with 42-year-old Craig Anderson. So there's always going to be some question marks with this club. I thought they were maybe overachieving a little bit early on, but they're settling into who we thought they would be. Um, So I don't know if they're fraudulent, but they certainly weren't as good as what they were the first two weeks or so of the season. That's fair as well. Now, another team that's kind of just win one, lose one, and they're dealing with a suspension to one of their players as well. The Florida Panthers, where are you at with them now? Seven, five, and one through 13 games. Um, I, I Where are you at with the Florida Panthers? Because I, I'm – like up and down on them, I guess. Like I, I, I projected, I guess it was one of my bold projections on the year um, was that they were going to miss the playoffs just based on that blue line. It was like, uh, Aaron Eckblad misses time. Things are going to go south. And they kind of have like weathered the Aaron Eckblad injury in a way. Um, I think Kachuk has been terrific for them, despite being a bit of a donkey on that play on Jonathan Quick on the weekend. But ultimately, they seem to still be getting a lot of offense and like outscoring a lot of their issues. And they're staying up, well, their heads above water, 500 hockey team. I think they're for real. Like they're, they're a team that's going to battle for 
that third spot slash wild card spot in uh, in the Atlantic? Uh, Josh Mahura has been a great pickup off waivers from Anaheim for them. I just think their goaltending needs to step up. Like Bobrovsky's got an 897. Even Spencer Knight, he's 4-1. and one. That's great. 903, though, I think that's got to improve. And they're a team that's not going to give up a whole lot of chances. So the goalie's got to be strong and be mentally tough to go six, seven minutes without a chance and then have to stay strong in goal. So I think I, I'm still hammered I'm on the under uh, of their total points. I feel good about that, but I do think they are a playoff team when it's all said and done. Cause when I look above them, like we, we know what the Tampa Bay lightning are. I'm not worried a, a second about their seven, five and one record. Like the Leafs, they'll figure it out. They'll be a playoff team, seven, four and three on the season for them. But again, have, have had points in four straight games but Detroit, to me, 7-3-3, three, and three, like, to me, if I'm circling a fraud, it's, it's them this early on in the season where yeah. they are right now. I would completely agree with you. I, I don't think that's a team that's going to be sniffing around a playoff spot for, for too much longer. Like, I like what they did this offseason. I think, again, it's a team that'll take, uh, you know, take some steps this year, but they're not a playoff team yet. So that is a bit fraudulent, uh, the fact that they're second in the Atlantic Division right now with a, a record far above 500. I think it'll they'll definitely come down to earth uh, pretty quickly. So I'm, I'm on board saying they might be one of the biggest frauds right now out in the Eastern Conference. Well, and this was a team that allowed 10 10- goals or more twice last year and allowed six or more goals in like 15 different games. And that trend is still rearing its ugly head. Their last loss was eight, three to Buffalo. They've had a six, two loss this season as well. And a five, four in overtime, but like they're, they're still just allowing too much and they've straightened it out during this win streak. They got a shutout involved there three, nothing over the Islanders. And they've only allowed six goals in the four games, but it just feels like when the dam breaks, the water flows in like around your hometown down in Niagara Falls. So when you, when you're seeing what this Red Wings team does, I'm not trying to talk down on them. I'm impressed with how they've been able to, to figure it out. And offensively they scored 11 goals in the last four games, but I, I need to see it for at least another month and a half before I give them the credit that they probably deserve in this sample size. And those guys who had such terrific seasons a year ago, not quite, living up to the standards, I guess, as, you know, for a soft, not that it's a sophomore slump, but they haven't quite been what we expected, right? Like Lucas Raymond, seven goals in 13 games. He's been okay. But Mo Sider, who was, you know, a big story last year, yet to score a goal through 13 games, um, just five assists so far also for him playing 23 minutes a night. So I, I think they maybe want to see a little bit more from those younger guys. Dominic Kubelik, however, has been a real good story for them. 16 points through 13 games. He was a good pickup, sneaky pickup this offseason, I thought. Same with David Perron, who's got uh, eight points so far through 13 games for them. But offensively, like when you look into the underlying numbers, they are the fourth worst team in uh, expected goals for. So they're not generating a ton of offense um, and they're giving up a lot, right? They're giving up uh, expected, what are the f- 27 expected goals against this year, which puts them uh, right around uh, middle of the pack, I guess, ish. Give me a team. Give me a team in the Metropolitan that you think's a fraud. Is it the Islanders who are in second place right now at nine and five, or Philadelphia even, who's find themselves they're in fourth right now, but they got 16 points in 12 games. Uh, could both be the answer? Can I say both? Um, I'm going to go with Philly, though, as more fraudulence. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Flyers. I still think they're one of the worst teams 
in hockey. Uh, What, what, you know, how do I want to say this? Hmm. John Tortorella has always been known early in his coaching tenure with the club to get the most out of his guys. So I think he's getting the most out of that team right now. And I think Carter Hart has been a good resurgence. He's been a really good story. He's kept them in a lot of games. But if that goaltending takes any sort of dip, this team is going to really falter. Like they are the fifth worst defensive team um, in the NHL right now and the third worst in terms of expected goal differential. So I think this is a fraudulent team. They're getting lucky. They're just getting incredible uh, goaltending right now. A, the I think the league high, 936 save percentage at five on five, which there's not even another team with a 900 save percentage at five on five. They're at 936. That's how incredibly lucky they're getting due to strong goaltending play from uh, Carter Hart right now. Yeah. Hundred percent, they really are, and I saw it firsthand last Saturday. He was unreal against Ottawa, and he's played really well all season so far. But can it continue? Uh, which Carter Hart will we see—the one from this year or the one that reared its ugly head the last couple of years, where he couldn't string two, three good starts together? I'm sure our friends over at Locked On Flyers will have lots to say about that. And for the rest of the week, I mean, on, we got power rankings coming up on Thursday. I'm really curious to see how the Locked On hosts are going to vote for that. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it rolling here on the Locked On NHL channel. What are your final thoughts here as we wrap up another great episode next week, Mikey? We're going to be recording right after the Hockey Hall of Fame inductions, which is going on Monday in Toronto. Always a great night. Fantastic guys who you got to grow up watching are, are, are being inducted in Roberto Longo, Daniel and Henrik Sedin. And for me, Daniel Alfredson, a guy who I got to see firsthand quite often it's a great night i know uh the women's game gets acknowledged as well and herb carnegie long overdue for him to be in the building category so next time we chat they'll already be inducted so we just want to give our stick taps to a great group of hockey hall of famers absolutely and, and you noted it like those those are all four. a little late that's a tough applause. You might need to find a new applause sound. Yeah, it did not sound very much like an applause. I'll just we'll we'll just get the the clip from Ryan Reynolds standing ovation last. That's night. what we that's what we'll get because that sounded more like uh, you're trying to listen to AM radio and you're going through the oh, woods no. and it's not not coming through. That's more so what that sounded like on this end at least. I don't know if uh, over on your end, but uh, absolutely, congrats to all those guys. Um, very deserving, each and every one of them, and. Uh, I guess next week we might have to debate who's uh, who's next for 2023. That might have to be next week's little power ranking we'll have to do uh, on next Wednesday show. Spoiler, get Alex McGilney into the Hockey Hall of Fame. I'll co-sign that one, my friend. All right, we'll get into some arguments on other guys. Should they or shouldn't they? the hockey hall of famers thank you for making locked on nhl your first listen every day we're a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day